welcome to the 138th episode of the Crack Die podcast. Wow. We're here. We've been doing this for a while, guys. Wow. <laughs> Guest our own Wilson. Oh, wow. Jennifer Coolidge. Good intro, guys. Perfect. 10-10. We're doing it. Nailed it. This is the quality that our listeners have come to expect. Absolutely. Well, I mean, this is this is the finally two machine we've we've made after 137 episodes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're just all like we're still I feel like we're still getting over the end of book three with that fight. And mm-hmm. You think <laughs> it's over? It's finally over. Did we kill it? Well, you're going to wake up soon. You're still going to be in the middle of that fight. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, God, no. I got knocked unconscious and dreamt about this Corvosa thing. (laughs) I don't think we officially said it at the end of those episodes, but we are done book three and we are taking a slight detour from the Age of Ashes AP. All right. Paizo contacted us and was like hey what's a little adventure that would be perfect for your podcast and we were like well we're the exact right level for you to put out an adventure in Corvosa and we have a bunch of characters from Corvosa so if you could do that that would be amazing and you know what they did they listened to us Sean don't lie no you're welcome everyone we're the best (laughs) it's unbecoming Paizo is going to look at this and be like, what? No, we just really lucked out that Paizo put out an adventure that takes place in Corvosa. And we happen to have characters from Corvosa and we happen to be the exact level where everything is. So we're going to take a small detour into this. In the extended downtime they offer you between books three and four anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which you're supposed to be building a castle and making items and stuff. And we're just going to fuck off another country. We're just going to not do that. Yeah, it won't have terrible repercussions in the future. It won't. Great. Hey, look, we've got Warble on it. I promise. Uh, she might be a little distracted. Yeah, she should be taking care of business. Oh, no. How long is she going to think about Goblin Dick, Rob? <laughs> I mean, she's going to be doing that for the next four months. A little bit. A little bit. Okay. Oh, Robert. Well, I didn't expect to talk about goblin penis today, but here we are. Have you met us? Welcome to the 138th episode, everyone. Finely tuned machine. I mean, if you really want, we can get into anatomy. Like, now, like humans, is it like cats, is it like dogs? Ah, ouch, bar penis, please no. If a goblin head is three times their body width, does that no, continue no, all the no, way down? Nope, nope. Yep. No. It's about 74% of our body weight. Yes, this is for you. I leave. Nodding with goblins. <laughs> bye So anyway, last time we played this game, you finished fighting in the quarry managed to save everyone from drowning got some rewards from people and then came back home to the citadel while you were there Soraya had a nightmare told everyone about it sounded a little Carvosian. twin talon wrote to his brother his brother was like hey actually The queen's kind of asking for you because she's heard about what you guys have been doing. And if y'all could come out to Curvosa and help us out here, you guys said, sure. You left Warble in charge of the Citadel. And then you headed out to Curvosa. Took you some time, but you got there when you got to Curvosa. 
you had a meeting with the queen, Queen Cressida, and you had learned that there have been four sightings of the old queen, Queen Iliosa, and you guys have started investigating that by investigating the fourth and most recent sighting in Castle Curvosa itself. While you were there, you guys noticed that the throne room had been very dusty and unused, as if no one actually sits upon the Crimson Throne since the previous owner. And that's kind of where we ended. You guys were given chambers to stay in near the castle in the barracks, and you guys have bedded down for the night. It is now your second day here in Curvosa, and it is day of the funeral procession for the bishop of Phrasma. Are we attending? Can we attend? I thought we were already in the middle of an investigation into the chambers, or was that the day before? That was the day before. That was the sighting in Castle Cravosa. You found infernal text that looked like it was written on the walls in blood. However, there was nothing like you couldn't actually see the blood had disappeared by this point. You had spoken to a guard who was there when the manifestation happened. I believe it was Twin Talon who recognized the writing. And I'm just looking for what it actually said. Hopefully it was like, hey, dog, I'm over here. Come get me. This is my weakness and how to defeat me. Yeah, that would be great. So convenient. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, if you're really confident, you would do that. Mm -hmm. I write my weaknesses all over the wall. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> totally. Soraya knows. It's commitment. It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the writing on the wall looked like it was part of an infernal contract, which you all know is being held Iliosa's contract with Infernals to gain diabolic power is being held in the Long Crate building, but was recently stolen. I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. I thought it was just common knowledge that she had made a pact with a creature to harness her powers. I remember it being like the text was part of her contract and it was being held in a building, but I don't remember that it was stolen. But I believe you that that's what's true. So it was held <laughs> in the Long Crate building. Where is that? Let's see if I can pull up a map of Curvosa for you. Yeah, it's like a nice little splash page. Yeah, like a picture of a setting. I'm getting fancy. There's a seagull. Cuckoo! There's a couple of them. Knife sword. Be careful. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can imagine Ooh just holding knife sword in, in her hands and just like getting him to flap his wings. And you're a bird now. <laughs> you ever watch that gif of the lady who holds the bat and the old bat like that? Just flying him around. Mew, <laughs> mew. Trauma inducing. It was just playing, playing with like fighter jets, you know, but it's seagulls. To defeat the enemy, you must become the enemy. And goblin friends. Yeah. So, you know, the Longacre building is where they keep all of the like city documents and charters and things like that, which is why it is so close to City Hall. But today is the day of the funeral, which, as you know, is a big deal because the Church of Phrasma and the bishop here, Kepra de Bear, did a lot for Curvosa post Queen Iliosa's reign and helped a lot with cleaning up the city and the town and everything. So it's a big deal. 
Okay. So please refresh my memory, Sean, because it's been at least a week since we talked about this. Was there any like foul play suspected or anything weird about it? Or was it just that she passed away and she was important and that's it? So it was sudden. It was unexpected. Granted, of course, they were very, very, very old, but it was a sudden event, something that kind of took everyone by shock because they were working on helping the town again and again. And then these sightings started and then their death happened so quickly. That's why Queen Cressida actually sent for you, because everyone is kind of focused on this death, that all of the resources of Corvosa are investigating this just to make sure everything is fine. Everything appears to be fine but there's not very much going on into investigating these sightings. I mean, they were old when when we were here as children, if memory serves, too. We have to also keep that in mind. Oh, yes, but I'm sure the timing of it to the people doesn't exactly look... Well, we should at least make an appearance, I guess, like, to see if there's anything that happens. Also, if I were a creep trying to terrify people, that's exactly where I would make my fake Helios up here, at the funeral of a beloved figure of the city. That makes sense. Who was fixing the wrongs done by just that for you. Okay, onward we go then. Surrounding this giant, oh, hello, it's T11, the Grand Cathedral of Phrasma, you know, under temples and schools. Oh, imagine that. (laughs) I'm gonna read maps, guys. Yeah, I'm good at this. So the funeral procession starts in Southern Curvosa, out from the gray and continues north along High Bridge, heading to the east, going up and around across the high bridge through the east shore, around that back over the high bridge, up through the west docks, north to Midland, up to Northgate, up to Main Shore, up to Old Docks, into Old Crevosa, through Garrison Hill, back down through the Narrows. It proceeds through the entire city of Crevosa, hitting every district. You see that it is a somber affair, obviously. You know that this procession will return back to the cathedral where the body will lie in honor for viewing. You see a half dozen Phrasmin priests dressed in dark mourning vestments and veils that leave no flesh exposed, and they pull an elaborate open carriage bearing the bishop's casket. The smell of incense floods your nose with fragrant woods of cedar and sandalwood with frankincense and spices. These thurivals are being used throughout the course of the entire funeral. Thurivals, that's a word that we know about. <laughs> right? I We learned something. We learned something. <laughs> I learned that Paizo really loves the word thurbles. <laughs> mm-hmm. I learned something. I learned something. Who says RPGs can't teach us stuff? RPGs teach us a lot of stuff. It's true. I'm going to make some secrety rolls real quick. Oh, Joey. Nothing more reassuring than the GM rolling secret rolls. So, Brianna and Knife Sword. You guys realize that the clergy that are going along in the procession have all taken a vow of silence to honor their leader's passing. I bet I can make them talk. (laughs) I don't think that's the goal, buddy. Sounds like a challenge. Following (laughs) the priests and priestess is a contingent of vocal mourners from a variety of organizations across the city. Representatives of the other faiths, 
officers from the city guard and the sable company, high-ranking courtiers and envoys, leaders of various city functions, and a pair of heavily armored hell knights of the nail all follow along in the procession. Behind them trails a long crowd of citizens from wealthy merchants and well-dressed nobles to destitute folks dressed in rags. The procession, you can tell just by looking at it from sun up to sundown. What are the nails still doing here? I don't know. I don't like this. Keep an eye on them. Are you guys talking about nails on your hands? Because I kind of need mine. (laughs) No, the the knights there, the guys (laughs) in the armor, the spiky armor? Yeah. Those are the order of the nail. They were brought in by Iliosa to keep order, quote unquote. And they kind of just terrorize people. So I'm surprised that they're still around. They're not associated with the Scarlet Triad, are they? They're not opposed to slavery, so maybe. I don't think they're directly associated, but I don't think that they would be enemies, necessarily. Maybe we take one and shake them up. Turn them upside down. Shake them out for change. Perhaps after the, the parade, we should not draw attention to ourselves. Yes, I'm not sure if doing it right now would be the best idea. Yeah. The Sable Company's here. The Corvos and Guard are here. If the Hell Knights start something, they're going to have uh, not just us to deal with. That's reassuring. I just feel like it's in, in poor taste. Yeah, after everything their eminence had done for the city over the years, to then bring back a symbol of Helios's reign is a little distasteful, whoever made that decision. Sure. Well, it's it's done, so we should just pay respects and don't start a fight in the middle of her, her funeral. Twin Talon is going to... Try not to poison anyone, Twin Talon. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> the voice of God rings from the heavens. <laughs> it would be a shame if those guys died in the middle of the procession, but in any case, Twin is going to ask Tesani to kind of keep aloft a little bit ahead of the procession, just to keep an eye out in case there's anything. Like, if anybody's going to plan any, I don't know why anybody would protest this poor bishop. Okay. Is it bad I half expected you to say Twin Talon's going to ask Tesani to wait at one corner of the procession with like cups of ale for all the hell knights. <laughs> Cup of ale? Cup of ale? Don't worry, there's nothing in it. Cup of ale? I forget, does arsenic taste like garlic or almond? So I was gonna say marzipan? Garlic. 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 Yeah, there's some there's one that tastes like almond, maybe it's cyanide. I don't know. Yes, cyanide is, yes. is almond. Smells like almonds. Not that we know. Not that we know or that we do any of that. Who can resist garlic bread? Exactly. Right. Just saying. Garlic knots? Or undead creatures would probably avoid garlic knots. I'm just saying I would die so fast. <laughs> same. Honestly, same. That's how you tell someone's undead. Garlic knot? And if they say, no thanks, you stab them through the heart as hard as possible with a wooden stake. Because only the undead die when you stab them through the heart. <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 everyone else would be fine. If you weren't undead, you wouldn't be dead now. So uh, check and mate, sir. All right, here we go. Good thing we're not an anatomy podcast. <laughs> no. Can you imagine? So if you guys wanted to, you could kind of gather information from mourners about, you know, anything going on in the city, maybe some local rumors or anything like that, if you want. If you don't, if you just want to join the procession and kind of keep an eye out, you can also do that. I just want to give you your options. I mean, I think gleaning information is never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Okay. Yeah, why don't we talk to the procession to see uh, if anybody has anything interesting to say. Okay. So that would be a gather information action. It would be a diplomacy roll. And it's also secret. It is also secret. So that means I'm going to be rolling. How, how, let me take Jasper and Tasani out of that roll. Well, no, because Jasper can totally turn into a human and- Oh, that's right. Okay. Or human and elf. And Tasani is giving you an eye in the sky. It's a good thing I'd make those secret rolls. 
Oh, do you? Yes. Okay. Can you guys tell me how you are going to try and extract this information? Talking to people. I don't understand the question. Like, how are you being diplomatic? How are you diplomatizing? Diplomatic. Okay. Here we go. Ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. This is how we do it. <laughs> so in the procession, I'm sure that some of Twin Town's relatives are still around. For example, his lovely mom. And Brianna will kind of fall in line as she passes and then link arms with her because they were besties. It's so good to see you. It's been far too long. I wanted to ask more since we're here, unfortunately, on businesses of making sure things are okay. Has anything strange or untoward been happening in the city, auntie? All right, let's make that roll here. Also, your son's a terrible person. He murdered some, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> roll me a d10, please. So you roll a five and she looks at you and goes, well, I'm sure you've heard of the appearances of Iliosa. I think if she was really coming back, her ghost would have been more destructive and obvious. But I believe that the sightings are hoaxes or pranks. Okay. Why do you think that? Well, there was that young man who confessed to it. Okay. That's fair, I suppose. He was from the Academy and you know how they are. Well, yes, but they continued happening after, you know, he was arrested at the like. Unless if another student took up his cows. That's exactly what happened. Don't you think those students are just being a little annoying and academy tricks and whatnot? I'm sure he was trying to get into a fraternity of some sort. Well, the fact that they create imps and unleash them to the city to the point where you have to employ house drakes to combat them and that became the symbol of the city, well, I wouldn't put it past them, auntie. It is true, she'll pat her hand affectionately as they walk. Okay. Excellent. Christine, what is Soraya? How is Soraya trying to get information? I know you gave us a population breakdown. Are there like elves or anything? Anywhere she could kind of like try to fit in? Yeah, absolutely. I think she'll probably go over there and kind of sigh. What was the was the high bishop or the priestess bishop? I don't forget what you said. Brain is not working today. Human, elven, like. She was a human. 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 Yes, human. Okay. Yeah, so she'll just kind of like sigh, but you know, the impermanence of these things and how things are going to go in the city now and you know how they cling so desperately to their their dynasties and whatnot and how short-lived they are and the lengths that which some will go to to try and keep power in such a short amount of time, kind of obliquely referencing this Iliosa nonsense and seeing what they do about that. All right, let me make that roll. No, 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 make that roll. Make that roll. Say, wanna, wanna make that, sorry. Roll a d10 <laughs> for me, please. Oh, I know what you're doing, Sean. This is a mechanic in the old one too. What? He's got a rumor chart. 10. Yeah. 10. The fun part about those rumor charts is there's probably three-ish false rumors on there. Yep. 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 <laughs> well, so let me give you a breakdown of the chart. Yes, there are some false rumors. There's some true rumors. And then my favorite <laughs> on a 10, it's make up your own rumor. I'm like, that's not helpful. That's not helpful at all. Uh, no pressure. So she rolled a 10. So we know this is bullshit, but let us know. What no, no, no. Doing? It doesn't say that. It just says make up your own. That, you know, does something. So hey, maybe maybe I actually figure something 
really cool out. So one of the elves looks at you and says that, you know, in Kendall Plaza, that's where the first sighting happened. Iliosa appeared a few moments after sundown. I think that has something to do with it. She showed up away from the most crowded venues and she seemed to be watching vigils for the fallen with a smug grin. The student that came forward who took blame for it named Kalios Inivorum vanished not long after confessing and he hasn't been seen since. They say he's been locked up, but no one's been able to find him. I would definitely go check there or go straight to the academy to find out more. Hmm. Thank you for your help. All right. Rob, how is Knife Sword trying to gather information from people? Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Scrabbling around, gathering up their trash. (laughs) Maybe licking it, you know, tasting it. (laughs) You made a mess. Life Sword did say that you can learn a lot about people from their trash. That is true. Mm-hmm. All right. Rob, give me a D10 plus four. Okay. What? That means all the good rumors are on one side of the chart. <laughs> now, that could mean that he critically failed and all the good rumors are on the bottom of the chart. Or it could mean that he critically succeeded and they're on the top. Seven. Seven. So as you are looking through this trash, you see a flyer for a costume contest. But then you look up and in front of you, starting from the shins and as you kind of gaze upward, you see someone dressed. Oh, nifty. Do you see that, Rob? I don't see it now. I don't see anything. Good, good. I only shared it to only Rob. That's good. Would you like to describe what you see, Rob? A very tall giant with a very, very big shield that you could use as a ship covered in shiny metal wrapped in red (laughs) with some weapons I'd like to acquire in pawn. Oh, that's a gray maiden. What does their helmet look like? Two eye holes in a bucket. Is it plumed? Yeah, it's got red hair. That is a gray maiden. They'll definitely win the costume contest. (laughs) Now, let's pretend someone has doesn't know what a gray maiden is. Yes, let's pretend. Yes, let's pretend. <laughs> Would one of you who who are from Curvosa maybe like to explain to the rest of the group what a Grey Maiden would be? Because I totally know what it is, but I just, you know, curious what you think it is. <laughs> oh, right, right. Just just checking, right? Of course, of course. Just comparing notes. Yeah, for the listeners. For the right, listeners. Right. Oh, yeah, totally for them. Just for the listeners. <laughs> the Grey Maidens, once upon a time, were Eliosa's bodyguards. Is that the word in English? <laughs> Gosh, my brain is so fried right now. Yes, they were her bodyguards, her right hands, etc. And then as time went on and people started realizing slash questioning her reign, they split into two different factions, one that were still loyal to her, which were the Order of the Irides, and the other, which Twin Talon's sister became a part of. Do you remember what the name of The Scarlet Rose, I believe. Yeah. So, yeah. They're definitely people that Iliosa had around, so. Well, and that doesn't really even go to explain like what happened to these poor people. Like she picked women that were beautiful and then she made them scar their own faces so that no one around her would be more beautiful than her. It was a lot of mind fuckery and brainwashing that nobody realized was going on until much too late. Yeah, the Ernie's Company and the Scarlet Rose were the two factions that basically, there's more factions than that, but the two big ones are the Ernie's Company, who even after her death were loyal to Eliosa, 
and the Scarlet Rose, who not so much a military organization anymore. They're more like almost like a support group for one another, just because of all the all the trauma. But they're still capable fighters of that. Like I still wouldn't want to fuck with any of them. They are terrifying women. The funny part is that even though they are on opposing like sides, if anybody disrespects, like anybody who is not in their order disrespects the other order, they will stand up for that order. There's still like some respect or honor there between the orders. Ooh, how are you? gathering information. I'm just so sad about the whole thing. So I'm gonna find some comfort at a whorehouse <laughs> and just let them know I am so sad. And do they know anything about ghosties? Cause I'm so, so afraid of the ghosties. <laughs> That's what I'll say. Okay. Diplomatize me, Captain. Diplomatize. The reason I'm asking you guys all of this is because I'm giving you bonuses based on whatever you're doing. So. So she wants to go to the Frisky Unicorn, which in the original terms it was just a regular inn, but with the name like that, we had to make it into a brothel. It was a temple of Callistra. Yes, that's right. That's what we turned it into. Give me a D10, please. Heidi. Who got a nine? So as you're doing some horizontal interrogation, (laughs) you find out that the second sighting was on the Jagar Bridge, J-E-G-G-A-R-E, that is separated from the city by a canal called the Narrows. You find out that during the Blood Veil Plague that numerous wooden bridges over the Narrows were burned to quarantine Old Corvosa only leaving the stone bridge. You also know that during Ilios's reign, the bridge was blockaded and guarded by the Grey Maidens to further isolate the island. Ilios's spirit appeared for an hour on the bridge, which is the longest reported sighting so far. She showed up slightly before sunrise when the bridge traffic was increasing for the day. This caused panic because the people who remember the troubles from a decade before became too frightened to continue to cross their paths with the ghost and they fled. Since then, some old Corvosans have been unwilling to leave the island. I'm not so scared anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Were there any reports as to what the ghost was? Was she doing anything? Was she just standing there, like, T-posing? What's happening? (laughs) (laughs) T-posing. She was just standing there looking over and kind of, like, shaking her head. Hmm. And people could pass right through her if they did not see her, I guess. Well, if they weren't so terrified of her. Okay. Just standing there. Being a weirdo. Being super sus. She's voted off the island. (laughs) Well, she wasn't letting people off the island, so. Voting me off? You guys could all stay there and not leave. And Matt, how is Twin Talon trying to gather information? So Twin Talon is going to try to stay near the procession, blend in with the crowd. Mostly he's just listening to other people's conversations, seeing what people are saying about the event without really drawing any attention to himself. Okay. Give me a... Oh, well, let me make a roll real quick. Give me a D10 plus four roll, please. 13. 13. So you see two people kind of leaning in, whispering a little bit, and you hear them say, ghost or not, you can't deny the fact that we've had more people going missing at night lately. The city guard is either unable or unwilling to help. I think the ghost is just a distraction while someone or something is at work. Had we heard that before? That people are going missing? I don't recall that. No, you have not. 
Yeah, all we heard is that the guy who reported it hasn't been seen. Right, but we just found that. Well, Soraya just found that out. I don't think we knew that before either. Yeah. So it takes you about two hours. Like for each roll, it was two hours that you spent gathering this information. Quick question, because, you know, Knife Sword pointed something out to me, but also, does anyone have the discreet inquiry feat? Yes. Yes, Knife Sword does. Okay. I've got knowledge architecture. (laughs) (laughs) So, takes you about two hours to get that information and you all can meet back up if you'd like. Yeah, I think, you know, cool what we've learned. Yeah. Is this after the funeral? No, the funeral's taking all day, right? Yeah, the funeral's taking all day. Like, you guys, like, followed the procession, except for Ooh, who went to the frisky unicorn. And then guys kind of gathered your information while trying to keep a low profile, not to, like, interrupt the procession or anything like that. And then you guys can meet up either in the barracks, if you want, or in the castle itself. You've been given full access into Castle Curvosa. Most buildings are pretty empty. A lot of the government buildings are closed for the funeral. Basically, nothing is open. There's a few shops open for food. But other than that, everyone is pretty much being a part of the funeral as it's proceeding. Okay. So can we not meet up in like a tavern to like get something to eat or? Yeah, you could absolutely meet up in the tavern. Or are they closed? Yeah, that's my question. Because we could meet up. Uh, R8 looks like it's going to be on the, I don't want to say parade route, but on the procession route which is Baylor's Retreat. So that's a tavern in the West Dock area, which is nearish to the palace, fortress, whatever it is, the big pyramid obelisk thing. So to the tavern, let's do it. You all managed to get to the tavern with no problems and you sit down. There is a like funeral special. That sounds <laughs> sounds weird, but it's all the food the bishop enjoyed, plus some very sweet raspberry mead. That sounds tasty. It's kind of thick. It almost looks like it could be like blood, but it's not. Obviously, it's it's raspberry mead with some sort of alchemical liquid mixed in to make it thicker just because it's, you know, the blood of the deceased going to meet the Lady of the Graves. Was this weird? It feels weird. No. Is it like, can't tell if this is Sean improvising or if this is written in the book? Everything's been weird since I left the heap. (laughs) I mean, I thought you'd mix it with ice to make it chunky, like a frozen slushy. Frozen slushies? Where? All right, this is all very weird. I think we should get back to discussing. Yep, we're done. Yeah, I don't know why you would have a drink like this is blood. Especially after everything we've just kind of been experiencing with vampires. Brianna will absolutely not get that. Mm-hmm. I will have seven. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. So what did uh, what you guys find out? I heard some people talking that there have been a lot of people going missing lately. Yes. I heard the, the one who came forward and said he was the one responsible for the hauntings has not been seen since. And something about nightfall seems to have something to do with it. So I wonder... Do we know where the procession will be by the time the sun sets? That seems to be when these hauntings appear. Back at the chapel. Yeah, well, my haunting came at the morning time just before uh, people were really out, just before sunrise. And sounds like the spooky spooks were just trying to strike some fear into people. Not sure for the legitimacy of that, though. Yes, I, I did manage to run into your mother on the uh, procession there. Twin Talon, she would very much like you to visit, by the way. Of course. 
and she is of the mind that it's nothing necessarily to worry about, that it was just the students being pranksters as they are, and though that's a plausible explanation with everything else you guys have been telling me, I don't know, but maybe that is somewhere we should also check out while we're in the city. You know, leave no stone unturned. The ones I was speaking to said to check the academy to see whether or not the so-called perpetrator has shown up. I think that was on our list of things we wanted to do, since he seemed to confess to it. At least we should talk to him to see why he would have said that, if it wasn't true. Well, yes, the issue is that no one has seen him, so... Okay, well, he was a student, yes? Of the academy? I believe so, yes. Okay, so at least to go back to his dorms or, or see his fellow students, see if anybody else has information about him or his last whereabouts or the like. Or if it was part of a prank war or whatnot. I think that it's most likely that he just took credit for it to seem cool when it was like in the beginning. And then when it kept happening and people were getting terrorized, he was just like, uh, no, just kidding. Yeah. Sarah's gonna elbow Twin Talon real quick. We uh, seem to have a watcher. Okay, Twin Talon will try to use his peripherals and reflective surfaces to try to figure out where she's looking or who she's referring to. Yeah, she'll do her best to indicate there's a corpse pale halfling looking at you very intensely. Okay. <laughs> Where are the exits in this building? There's one directly behind you, and there's one kind of to the northeast. Wow, I brought a picture of someone. <laughs> They're green. That's who you notice kind of now that Soraya has pointed it out to you. That's who you see staring at you. I'm sorry. Is this something that everybody can, can see, or is it just them two? Just them two so far. Oh, I say I was elbowing Twin Talon because he was the one speaking to kind of be like, hey, hey, hang on. But she'll point it out to everyone. Got it. Okay, then I'll show everyone. Should we say something? I don't mind saying something. Does she seem familiar to Twin Talon or myself? No, not at all. <laughs> Prop. So Twin Talon's going to say, I'm going to go say hello. Ooh, if you want to position yourself near the northeast exit, just casual like Brianna, if you can guard the exit behind me. And if they try to make a run for it, we stop them. Sure. Mm-hmm. We don't have to make it a fight to start off with, but if it's going to start one, we want to make sure we can contain it. Okay. Just as you go to get up Twin Talon, the bartender comes over to your table with a large tray and puts the food down that you guys ordered, blocking your line of sight from this halfling. And once everything's put down and they move back to the bar, you notice that they're not there anymore. I send Jasper to track. Okay. Give me a survival roll for Jasper. Oh, fuck. Jasper got an at 20. Nice. <laughs> okay. I will tell you that result in a second. You thought I was going to end the episode, didn't you? I did. No. Uh, but I want to know what else everyone else is doing. So, Haya, what is Brianna doing now that this halfling is gone? Is there any way I can recall knowledge on medicine as to her condition since she was green? Give me a society roll. Heidi, what are you doing? Ooh, is going to prop herself still at the back door. You never know if she's still in there or she's not. Maybe she is. Maybe she's amongst the crowd. Maybe she's under a table somewhere being all weird and stuff like that and touching people's genitals. You never know. Okay. That sounds like a projection. (laughs) Matt, what are you doing? Twin Talon is going to move quickly to whatever exit is closest to where the halfling was and kind of pokes out outside and look around to see if you can see if they have escaped and are scuttling away. Okay. And Ra, what is Knife Sword doing? Well, he's taking an amount of food about equal size to his head. (laughs) Okay. So Jasper doesn't know where they went. However, there is a note on the bar where they were sitting that he finds and flies over to Soraya. 
I mean, he's probably still elfy. <laughs> Brianna, you realize that they're not sick, but this is what you would call a halfling dusk walker. Oh. They're a corpse pale halfling from the nation of Ravnul. Interesting. What are they doing this over here? Weren't we just in Ravnul? Do they follow us? <laughs> right. Matt and Heidi, can you give me a perception roll, please? And Soraya, Jasper returns with the note. I would like to read it. Okay. I'll let you know what it says. So Tom got a 31. Ooh, got a 19. Okay. Ooh, the smell of the roast pork and the sweet smell of the mead kind of is overwhelming your senses and you're very distracted by that. Twin Talon, as you look around, you can tell that they haven't left the building. From what you can tell, they may have gone down like near the privies or anything like that, but they haven't left the building as far as you can tell. All right, I'll come back. I think they're still here. If they ever were here. You all need to be careful. You are starting to attract unwanted attention. I came here to learn more about what you are looking for. If you'd like to talk more, meet me at the Bard's End at East Shore. That is where I am staying. We should not pursue downstairs then. We should meet them as they say. Well, if they are following us to find out what we want. So this also brings up a mechanical thing that she mentioned to you. You are starting to attract unwanted attention, meaning when you are gathering information and investigating this stuff, you are earning attention points. Now, when you hit certain thresholds, things happen. However, you can counteract these attention points by spreading disinformation. It takes about four hours to do this. And after you do that, you attempt a DC 28 deception check. On a critical success, you reduce your attention points by two. On a success, you reduce it by one. And on a critical failure, you increase it by one. Ugh, this is not my wheelhouse. Is it deception? Deception, yes. I will say, Rob, with your feat that you have of both discreet inquiry and doublespeak, whenever you try and like gather information or whenever you're doing anything, trying to learn stuff, you reduce the number of attention points that you get by two with those two feats automatically. Wow, nice. Okay. So if you go to gather information and you fail, which would increase the number of points you would get, it automatically decreases that by two. So this is right in your wheelhouse. <laughs> what do you mean? I only have like 12 feats about lying. <laughs> Okay, well, I'm, I'm chowing down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the moment. Well, what now then? Maybe we go uh, visit Twin Talon's family to take the heat off. Or we meet her at the Bard's End. Well, we can meet her later in the evening. Sure. We're at a tavern. Why aren't you eating? I'm hungry. Sit down and eat. Uh, well, you told me to get up and go to the door. All right, so we'll finish eating and then we still need to look into the students' disappearance. Talk to the city guard about disappearances. I'm trying to remember any other leads we have at this point. So let's see if I can help. So you have the four appearances that you know about. The first one was in Kendall Plaza, which is where the student claimed that they are the ones who did it. And they were a student at the academy. The second sighting was on the Stone Bridge. That's to the north of the city between Old Corvosa and North Point. Yep. Then there's the third appearance at the Longacre building. Okay, which again is in North Point. 
Twin Talon and Brianna know that the Longacre building during Iliosa's reign was turned over as the headquarters for her Grey Maidens. And then the fourth one, which you had already investigated, was in Castle Corvosa. You also have the fact that people are disappearing or the rumor that people are disappearing. Knife Sword saw a Grey Maiden. Did he share that? I thought he did. Did you share that, Rob? Yeah, but I didn't know what she was. Yeah. I just wanted to steal her weapons and sell them. You also know that there is this weird Duskwalker halfling that wants to meet with you. And yeah, I think that's it. I mean, it. that's a lot of things happening at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have a good number of leads to go off of at this point, but. Right. <laughs> also, I'm actually OK with us causing a little bit of ruckus and letting people know like we're onto them because it could be that by them trying to stop us, we'll learn more information about them and draw them out. Okay. I mean, will they stop us or will they run is the question. I mean, if they're trying to reinstate Iliosa or carry out some part of her contract, I'm sure they wouldn't run. And I will let you know that currently you have five attention points. So I'm guessing maybe 10 is where we get a visit from someone being like, you should stop looking into whatever the blah, blah, blah is. Well, I'm assuming five is the threshold for the halfling showing up. Sure. I'm going to down my drink and head over to the bar. Maybe the fastest way to get to what we're looking for is to get all the attention on us, and then we'll just get right to the bottom of it. Well, I mean, there's only one way to find out, but I think we should definitely investigate, you know, sooner rather than later. That's why the queen asked us here. Which location is closest to us now? That's what I'm trying to figure out. So the university is just to our north. Everything else is farther north than that. And then the city guards like all over the place. So I'm not sure where exactly was there at uh, Belshnek. University first on the way to everything else. Yeah, I mean, unless they're at Citadel Belshnek, I believe is what it's called. It's actually to our east. Matt, you know that most of the Shawanti that are still here are up in Old Dock on the northeast section in Old Corvosa. I just figured you would know where your family lives. So I mean, that's not where my family lives, but yeah, that's where Shawanti's live. Well, that's where the Skylar Qua yurts are. He lived on Trail End. He was my neighbor. And my brother lives in the city because he's the head of the Sable Company. <laughs> I also think we should probably pay him a visit at some point. But we got plenty to do. Is this the end of the episode? What's going on? Are we still doing stuff this episode? <laughs> nope, this is the end of the episode. All right. I thought it was a nice little capstone to talk about what you already know and what you don't. So. <laughs> okay, well, then I guess <laughs> next week we'll uh, do some investigations. We'll try to actually do shit. Woo! Okay, bye! Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye! Goodbye! <laughs> this is my real voice, in case anybody's wondering. This is how I actually <laughs> talk. I'm not really sure if that was a question. Thank you for listening to the Cracked Die Podcast. Please visit us at crackeddiepodcast.com. Pathfinder 2nd Edition and the Age of Ashes Adventure Path are property of Paizo. Background audio was provided by Sirenscape because epic games deserve epic music. Please visit them at sirenscape.com. Additional background music was provided by Tabletop Audio. Visit them at tabletopaudio.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Tabletop Audio. This episode was edited by Nathan. Please visit them on Twitter at, at @editingnate. Finally, thank you to all our patrons for assisting us in making this. If you would like to join our Patreon, please visit us at patreon.com slash crackeddiepodcast.